0: Moncrief on News Talk. As you're probably aware, The ITV drama Mr Bates versus the Post Office has led to widespread acknowledgement that hundreds of UK postmasters and postmistresses were wrongly convicted of theft and fraud. The fault, in fact, was with the Post Office's computer system. But these cases have been in the public domain for two decades. Why did it take a TV drama to create a sense of urgency around this? One politician who has advocated on behalf of these people for years is Lord James Arbuthnot, also a former Tory MP. Good afternoon, Jay.
1: Good good afternoon.
0: When did you first become involved
1: uh, in this issue? In 2009 I was told about Joe Hamilton and then I went to meet her and she was transparently honest she was, she was a lovely woman she came across exactly as she does in the ITV drama mm.
0: And at that time now as you say she came across as transparently honest. At the time, was was it a bit of a struggle to perhaps convince many other politicians? Because in a way, the story sounded so outlandish as one might instantly not believe it.
1: It it was a struggle and it remained a struggle for years. um, Because here was a woman who had actually pleaded guilty to a crime and so wasn't able to appeal. And overturning something like that is no easy task.
0: Yes, uh, uh, one might imagine so. And, and uh, the, the trickle of people, and, and as I understand it's even still happening, the, uh, the trickle of people who uh, um, who have been prosecuted or somehow affected uh, by this scandal, has that been steady over the last two decades
1: or so? Not really, no. I mean, the, the drama has produced, I'm told, about a hundred more people coming forward to say that... Uh, They have been seriously affected. The problem has been that it it was, as you say, a trickle. Um, The sub-postmasters have been so traumatized by what they've been through, by vilification in their own local communities, where they had been the leaders of those communities, uh, that they are not coming forward to have their convictions overturned. And so far there have been only about 10% of the convictions that have Taken place, being overturned. So, and that's that's just not not good enough.
0: Mm. And in terms of the post offices' um, conduct in this, how much bad faith do you think has been involved here?
1: I think it began uh, with a faulty system that was introduced and that was then uh, it, it was then. Lies and by cover ups, which meant a complete lack of good faith uh, to the extent that the post office was defending the brand of the post office uh, at the expense of justice and fairness for the sub postmasters themselves. And it was that is a truly shocking aspect mm, of the yeah. entire story.
0: Uh, uh, do you suspect within the post office that was a gradual realization?
1: it was one w- i think they came to a sudden realization of quite how bad the system was when the forensic accountants began to tell them look this is this is not good and their reaction to that was to sack the forensic accountants
0: mm. and that was but that was 2014 2015 so we're looking at 8, eight years ago
1: yes yeah. absolutely
0: and so since that time has the uh, uh, has the attitude of the post office changed
1: um well they were severely chastened by the high court uh, judgment against them by mr justice fraser which was a stonkingly good judgment and suddenly they came to the realization that they couldn't continue to Lie and obfuscate in the way that they had been doing uh, before. But their reaction has still been, even after that, legalistic and obstructive. And it's not surprising that the sub postmasters simply do not trust them. Mm.
0: And now, and now, is it known, do you think, exactly how many people have been prosecuted?
1: Well, I don't know exactly how many people have been prosecuted, and I'm on the Horizon Compensation Advisory Board. Um, There are problems with trying to collate information from all of the devolved administrations as well as from the UK. There are problems of records, whether the post office has kept the records that they should have kept. Um, so, So I don't know. Uh, It may be that somebody does, but it it ought to be a matter for the public domain. Yes, and I hope that this will come out in front of a select committee hearing next week.
0: Yeah, no, because I mean, between I'm looking at uh, one figure quoted between 91 and 2015, there were 918 successful prosecutions, but some of those were private, I suppose, so and mightn't, uh, and some of those people mightn't have come forward yet. So, uh, you know, has the post office? Been forthcoming with all the prosecutions. It's uh, it's followed up.
1: Well, the post office records are chaotic, um, and people are not coming forward because of the trauma, and because they don't trust the post office. But um, and the result of that is that only ten percent of the sub postmasters' convictions have been overturned, and uh, this, this is a mass problem. We are forcing the sub postmasters. To apply to have their convictions overturned, and then the sub-postmasters have to prove that their convictions are unsafe. Whereas you would have thought that, given all the the um, bad behaviour of post office investigators, it's obvious that they almost certainly were unsafe. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, that's the. Spot, I mean, I think one court said that this sh- the post office. Uh, was subverting the integrity of the criminal justice system, which is, I understand it, a very rare judgment. uh, Yes. uh, uh, To to come out with that kind of thing. Is there a list of individuals, you think, um, you know, uh, who need to answer for this? Now, it is being uh, reported today uh, that the uh, uh, former uh, post office boss, Paula Venas, has decided to hand back her CBE, Uh, uh, Are there many other people, do you think, who need to be grilled a bit about this?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, for for example, some of the post office investigators, so-called, were incentivized to, uh, to maximize asset recovery. And they weren't incentivized to produce justice or investigation. And so they did to maximize asset recovery, and they didn't do any of the investigation of what might be going wrong. That's one set of people. Another set of people is the lawyers who were advising uh, the post office not to disclose documents about bugs and things like that that the post office simply should have disclosed. Another set of people is those people in Fujitsu who were themselves... Tampering with sub-postmasters' accounts without telling the sub-postmasters that they were, or what they, they what they had done, or keeping any records of what they have done. So that a lot of people, including, for example, the board of the post office. What uh, what oversight were they providing? Mm-hmm. Now,
0: obviously, the TV drama has uh, uh, has made this front page news. But in in fairness, though, there had been a lot of parliamentary work, at least, going on on this for some years.
1: There had been, but it was being rebuffed by the government. A number of different governments were saying, frankly, sorry, this is an arm's length organisation. We're leaving all operational matters for the post office to decide. This was... Intensely frustrating. It was a repudiation of all of the responsibilities of ownership that the government had, and it was a shocking thing. But we we continued to fight on because uh, justice and fairness were on our side. Mm.
0: Now the, the 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 issue, as you, and you alluded to it already, about people having their uh, their convictions reversed and they have to appeal. Uh, they have to make an application to have that happen. There has been some talk about perhaps changing the law so that there can be kind of a a mass exoneration of this group of people.
1: Yes, there are difficulties with that, and I recognise what they are. Um, If the legislature decides to start overturning decisions of judges, that is a potentially slippery slope, and Mm. we don't want to end up like Russia. But uh, I think those difficulties can be overcome. Uh, We haven't worked out precisely how to do that yet, but there are discussions going on between the Justice Secretary and the judges and the MPs and the Compensation Advisory Board as to precisely how we do that. I think it can be done, but it's not an an easy task. This is, though, a mass miscarriage of justice, and it requires a mass solution.
0: Yeah. And in terms of financial compensation, I mean, as you understand, there have been some settlements, but I I assume it's nowhere near what the the people involved in this feel it should
1: be. That's right. Uh, It is too slow. And we need to have perhaps a rough and ready but generous compensation tariff that gives people something so that we can actually... Put this out of, put this behind us as quickly as we possibly can. Some people have had interim payments. Uh, maybe we need to increase those interim payments. But maybe the better solution will be to get the compensation paid as quickly as we possibly can, without too much bureaucracy and paperwork, which is what is holding it up at the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: There are, I mean, obviously, people will be aware there was one particularly tragic case where someone took their life. But I I assume there are other people who have died since this started and who died with that stain still on their character.
1: I think we know of four people who took their own life. Oh, my gosh. I suspect suspect there may be a fifth. Sixty people have died, some with their convictions still in place. Uh, most, almost all, without the full compensation that they're entitled to, and some people will have simply uh, gone into a decline, possibly drunk themselves to death mm. uh, because of the awfulness of all of this. But uh, that's what that's what underlines the need for urgency in sorting this out.
0: Yeah. Do you foresee at some point that there might be criminal convictions on the back of this?
1: Well, I've, I think there should be. Um, I, there are so many potential crimes that have been taking place. I mean, theft of the sub-postmaster's money that they put into the post office, fraud, uh, perversion of the course of justice, perjury in front of the courts, uh, mis- <clears throat> misbehaviour in a public office. That that sort of that sort of case. There must be lots of uh, potential defendants against uh, those sort of sorts of crimes.
0: Yeah, and do you get the sense now there's a real there's a political will to do things more definitively now.
1: I do. I think that the ITP drama has really boosted this up the agenda. I think actually that the post office minister and one or two other ministers, including the justice secretary, were focusing on this already. But this is. Really, put it at the top of uh, the top of the agenda for almost everybody in the country, and uh, we've got to take advantage of uh, the wind in our sails in order to achieve the results quickly that we need to achieve.
0: Thank you so much for speaking with us today. That was uh, Lord James Arbuthnot. There, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.